We have to become the person we are meant to be first, to live the life we are destined to live. We all encounter challenges, obstacles, and even dark times on that journey, but we are not alone. This podcast will give all seekers hope and understanding that others have walked that path before us. My guests will share how they overcame the challenges and what helped them turn the corner. Listening to their inspiring stories, get motivated and take action to transform into that amazing person that you really are. Your voice needs to be heard and your message must be shared. My name is Sabine Quenberg and I am your host. I'm glad that you're here to listen to my podcast where you can discover how to become the more incredible version of yourself. Are you ready? Let's get on this journey together. Now, let's dive into our guest interview. My guest today is Gerard Lagagne, or if you would pronounce it in French, it would sound Le Gagneur. He provides corporate legal expertise in mergers and acquisitions, startup ventures, equity raises, entity formations, corporate governance, joint ventures, financing, and contract negotiations. Gerard received his law degree from the Columbia University School of Law, and he earned his undergraduate degree in economics with honors from Harvard University. In his spare time, he enjoys podcasting. And through podcasting is how we two met. But I let Gerard talk about it in our conversation. I love having a diversity of guests on my show. We can learn new things and we can also recognize that no matter what profession you are in or what background you have, we all go through times of struggle and transformation. And Gerard will share with us how he came out of a one-year dark time and emerged out of it to becoming the successful entrepreneur that he is today. So, but without any further ado, let's hop into our interview. Hello, Gerard. How are you today? I, I couldn't be better because I'm here with you, Sabine. I mean, uh, this is such a great follow-up to our recent conversations. And so I, I feel very blessed, very blessed to uh, be invited on your show. It's such an honor. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. I look forward to this conversation. As you mentioned, we had a conversation prior. Actually, I was a guest on your podcast called Florida's Fresh Mix. You are the host of that, which leads me right away to my first question. You are by profession a lawyer, a consultant. You were... Uh, the senior advisor at many of the top firms in Florida, and you have now your own business. So how did you become a podcast host? <laughs> well, um, my, my uh, lovely sister, Jemmy, uh, who's known as producer Jemmy, is a podcasting guru. She's been into podcasting for several, several years. She's... Um, She's worked very closely with uh, someone who's been in podcasting forever, uh, known as you know Glenn uh, Ebert, who's known as Glenn the Geek, 
who does horses in the morning and, and uh, other shows horse related. Um, and uh, so she has just over, you know, I think she just celebrated her eighth year uh, anniversary doing podcasting. And, um, you know, she started off with her own show called Curve the Cube and, and then since has branched out to becoming a podcast producer. And uh, through her, because we're very close, I learned about podcasting. At first, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't, I didn't get the concept, you know. Um, but uh, she explained it all to me, and I found her journey to be extremely fascinating. And I was thinking to myself, wow, I would love to become a podcaster one day. I would just love to do it as a, as a complete break from day-to-day uh, -day lawyerdom. So it, it had nothing to do with the law, which was the, the best aspect for me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But I, let me tell you that you're doing such a great job. You are Aww. friendly and you know how to engage with your audience. And most importantly, your voice is very, uh, very good for podcasts, which, which is just audio, right? You, you have a very interesting, soothing voice. Let's start out by sharing how we two met. We actually met at a pod <laughs> fest, uh, which was a live event. So, uh, but I'll let you share this. Well, uh, yes, um, we met at PodFest. It was my first year there. My sister's been going for many years. Um, but now that I'm the host of a, my own podcast, well, it's technically hers, but um, and she was emceeing, co-emceeing the podcast with um, with uh, with Glenn the Geek, and uh, she invited me to to go along with my ten year old nephew Jordan, um, who who's an extrovert by nature, and uh, we thought we would all have a great time. Um, so, uh, to make a long story short, it might have been the last night of podcast or second to last night. Um, and, uh, it was dinner and I was in line about to get a drink of wine and this wonderful sprightly woman came up to me randomly and, um, and introduced herself to me, which I loved, uh, because, you know, when you in introduce yourself to someone, a stranger, and you just, you know, for no reason at all, you never know what might happen. You never know who you might meet. And, um, and so Sabine came up to me and, um, the rest was history, and uh, we ended up talking about your birthday uh, excursions, and I was just fascinated by your energy and your, you know, your your you were telling me those birthday stories, and I just wanted to make sure I was like, okay, please, please let her be from Florida, please, 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 because this was in Orlando, so you would assume a you know a lot of people will be from Florida, but it really people come to Podfest from everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so you told me you lived here and I was like, yes, please. I want you all as a guest on my show. <laughs> and, um, and then, uh, after, so that I already knew I wanted you as a guest on my podcast, but when I saw you dancing, uh, on the dance floor all night next, next to my <laughs> little nephew, who I don't even know if you knew is my nephew or not, but, uh, just the way that you were and just living life to its fullest, I was like, this is going to be more than just one interview. I'm, I'm going to know this woman perhaps uh, for, you know, for a long time, but perhaps for the rest of my life, because she's someone to, to, uh, to keep close because I could learn a lot from her. So Aww. that was, that was my thought. Thank you so much for, for sharing in such detail. What made you decide to go the, the route of becoming a lawyer? 
Um, well, that's a pretty boring story, so I'm going to keep it quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was in my junior year, um, and my dad said something very poignant to me. So I thought I was going to be an investment banker and then eventually go to business school. He said, son, my, my dad, I call him Mufasa. He's the wisest man you can imagine. And, mm. he, and, he, and he does talk like uh, Mufasa from The Lion King. And he said, son, I know your personality very well. If you go out there and you start making money on Wall Street, you're never going to get, you're never going to go back to school. You'll never go back. You'll never go to business school. You'll, um, you'll never get another degree. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? My dad knows me better than myself because he's right. <laughs> so I, I just thought to myself, you know, what, what can I do to kind of, you know, stay in, 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 the, in the financial lane? Um, and, but, but I can apply it to different things. So I said, Hey, I can go straight to law school and, uh, but, but, you know, become a corporate lawyer. You know, I, I never wanted to be in a litigator or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then I can apply those. Eventually I can apply those legal skills to when I eventually want to become an investment banker. And then I'll have even more on my resume to justify my, 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 uh, my value add. But, uh, I ended up just staying a lawyer. I, Never, I never did the, the Wall Street thing. Mm -hmm. So well, that's, know, the, that's, that's the story. Yeah, it, it, it's very <clears throat> interesting. Sometimes when we we have an idea of how we want to live our lives or what we want to do, but then some other roads that we are taking really showing us, you know what, maybe I don't want to do this. And maybe I do want to go in this direction. And uh, what you said with everything that you've learned, now you applied it, you have your own business, right? You are a consultant in your own business. Tell us a little bit about what you do now. So basically, um, so I worked for humongous law firms, like top 50 law firms um, for 10 years. And, you know, that, that was such great training, but just the, the grind of it just, uh, for me, was just untenable. I couldn't the day-to-day -day grind, the hours, um, the sacrifices I had to make. I'm a, I'm a people person and I love to give to my relationships and you just don't have enough time to be a great boyfriend, son, you know, just not just putting in the quality time mm -hmm. to do those things. And that's very important to me. So I decided to work for myself as a solo practitioner um, so I could control my own time. Uh, and, uh, and my, my, the, my practice changed from, you know, representing like huge private equity firms and buying, you know, doing billion dollar deals to doing, you know, million dollar deals and, uh, hundred thousand, you know, some, some in the hundred thousand, it doesn't really matter, but now I'm working for, you know, people that are either my friends already, um, or they become my friends in such a close personal relationship. It, it feels less like a business relationship mm -hmm. and it's always a close personal relationship. And I'm really actually changing people's lives. People, I'm talking about small business owners, um, who have, or, or entrepreneurs who have a dream or they want to, you know, they want to start a new company or learn how to run their company better. And it's, it's, it just feels so much more personal. And that's the enjoyment I get out of it now. It's interesting that you brought that up. Because I believe that many people are struggling with that same thought. It's like, yeah, I, I'm making good money. I have a prestigious rank or position, but what price do I pay? 
I don't have the time. And, mm -hmm. and this is the same thing for me. And even sometimes if you have your own business and you find yourself working 24 seven in your own business, that's also not healthy. There always have to be a balance. Right. Uh, and, and so, uh, do you feel sometimes in your own business that it's being overwhelming and you, you just kind of changed one thing for another, or do you have certain parameters or boundaries that you're setting, or did you had an experience and now you're doing it differently? So enlighten us. Well, <clears throat> I tend to go by what I always you know, think of as the wake up rule. So when I open my eyes in the morning, I don't use an alarm. That's a, that's a great thing about working for myself. Mm -hmm. I never use an alarm. I let my body sleep as long as it needs. And then, uh, so, which I think is very, very healthy. Which I agree. I'm, I'll do the same thing. Exactly. Which is why I'm 46 and I look like this. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, you know, it, I open my eyes in the morning and if I, and, and I, when I first left Big Law, I was working for myself, I was super happy you know, I'm working for myself. This is a new chapter. I'm loving it, et cetera. And, um, and, you know, but at, you know, I've been doing this for 10, these are 10 additional years. So I've been a lawyer for 20 years, 10 at big law, 10 for myself. And then I, a, a few years ago, I started to, you know, wake up and think, okay, all right. Uh, I'm just, I, I've, I've, be I've become as good a lawyer or nearly as good a lawyer as I'm ever going to be in my learning curve. Cause I'm a nerd. I love to learn every day. Mm -hmm. My learning curve is plateauing, you know, um, although I still love giving good you know, advice to my clients, but then how do I keep myself motivated? And so, you know, what I really love to do is write. So I, I went through a process of like getting paid to write, even though I have no writing in my background, but I started writing legal articles and I started putting that on my resume. And then I used that to, uh, to write for another company that had nothing to do with the law at all. And all of a sudden, I'm opening my eyes in the morning, and I'm thinking, I wonder if my article got published today. And I could write about anything. I could write about music. I could write about um, movies. I could write about anything. And it made me so happy. But then COVID hit, and um, that business uh, just completely dried up. So now I'm using podcasting as a way to fill that void. Um, because now when I open my eyes in the morning, I think, oh, it's Friday. My, my new episode of my podcast came out or, you know, I get to interview somebody today. And so, but, but as far as the, 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 the legal stuff is concerned, I think I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm opening my eyes in the morning and thinking, I think, I think it's about that time. I think it's about that time to, to turn the page and, and do something else I really love. Mm. Um, and there are so many things that I that I do love, and I I feel like my and I'm not trying to brag, but I mean I think it's fair to say, you know, they, they, I used to tell my dad he used to accuse me of being very cocky. I used to say, Bop, Boppy, uh, it's not. Uh, I heard that it's not bragging if it's true, right? So, um, <laughs> you know, I just have I just have a wide spectrum of talents, and I feel like I could make a living doing so many things. I, I've 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 proven myself as an attorney. I'm. You know, but uh, I'm, like I said, I'm 46. Let's let's try something else. I'm right on the cusp of really just, believe it or not, really thinking about transitioning out of the law, it, like, it, pretty 
quickly. I just need to decide what I want to do. So it's kind of timely that we're having this conversation because I'm about to take a, you, you, you know what, you're, you're a big inspiration for, for why I'm making this decision based on our conversation, the decision you made. And it made me a kind of a little jealous of being that you actually figured it out a lot earlier than I did and I yeah. and actually did it. Well, you know, uh, here is, and it's interesting that you brought that up because this is something I have not shared it with anybody yet. So you will be the first one to hear it and my listeners as well. What an honor. <laughs> so yes, as, as you mentioned, I always, and that, that's what I truly believe. If you follow your dreams, serve from the heart, then you can really live the life that you imagine. Imagine is a big part of it as well. So I, as, as you know, as I shared and, and I shared it with uh, my listeners as well, I was an actress. I, first of all, did a job I didn't like. Then I changed to become an actress. I loved it, loved it. That's just who I am. And then that chapter closed. And then I started my own business, a performing arts school. I loved it, loved it, loved it. But that chapter closed as well because we are moving on. We are growing. We are developing. We are becoming our next greater self. And so it was for me when I had to make a decision. Actually, and this is where I can see you right now. I was dragging that, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, this, I know the school and it brings in the money um, and I don't know. And what if I let go of it? The fear that is attached with that, right? And eventually I did. And I found what we need to do. And I started using that process and it really worked. And it's a universal process. And now, and I got so many people that ask me, Sabina, how do you do it? How can I do it? I really want to have what, you know, more freedom in my life. So this is what I am launching. I am launching a six weeks freedom lifestyle challenge. And this is for everybody that has a current business for business owners who really want to let go of that and have that fear and you know and that transition is is fearful there's no doubt about it you know because mm -hmm. we have to let go of something that we know and that we know brings in the income but there is truly a process that we can go through and then with my experience over the past few years already being like in the online space and knowing this is what you have to do and also knowing what not to do. Mm -hmm. So I combined both of them. But anyways, so that is something I'm launching uh, within the next two weeks from this recording. So I probably, by the time this recording is out, it's probably out in the open. So just wait for it. So I'll be sure to let everybody know. But that is what I'm going to do and what I just publicly announced. That sounds great. And and in uh, what format is it going to take? Is it going to be something that's done in person, online, by appointment? How, how, how are you going to do that? Uh, good question. Yeah, it will be online. It's actually an app 
that I'm launching. And so it is really, and here's the other thing. I am actually having <clears throat> just a group, a very a handful, a two handful of people. So it's 10 people that I am um, looking for who are going to be my founding members and who will also give input in form of what they really want to see and need. So, and this is by application only. I only want to work with the people that I feel can bring something to the table. And I'm very excited about that project actually. And it really goes in alignment with becoming um, the next evolution of oneself and stepping up into that next level of serving. And so that's, that's what this challenge is all about. Well, consider my interest officially peaked. Uh, so we're, we're, we're going to definitely have to talk about that more offline. I'm, I'm really interested to hear more about it. And uh, I have a feeling I'm probably going to end up saying, you know, uh, well, how, you know, you can pick my brain or how do I get involved? But let, let, let me hear more about it offline. And, um, uh, yeah. you know, because you you and I have share uh, what I learned, uh, you know, even before our interview, but especially it was solidified during our interview, is we have the exact same philosophy. You know, there's this traditional American philosophy about, you know, get a nine to five job, job security, get your pension, retirement, and you know, picket fence and all that stuff. Uh, and that's great for some people, but you know, I think you and I share a philosophy of, at the end of the day, you have to be happy. Um, and you have to do what makes you happy. And particularly these days, it, you know, it's, it's so much easier to contemplate as opposed to in the past because of technology, yes. you know, you can take you because of social media, because of, you know, YouTube and this and that, I, there are ways, creative ways to take what you love and, uh, monetize it. Uh, it's just, you just have to have good advisors around you. Um, and, and do the work yourself. Yeah. It's like, I always tell, uh, I always tell people help God help you. You know, mm -hmm. you can't no no success is not going to come to you. You gotta, you gotta go out and fight it. I mean, you gotta, gotta go out and fight for it. So, um, anyway, that's my two cents on that. Yeah, I'm excited about that, Sabine. Very good. Yes. You will be <laughs> hearing very, very soon. So, um, now talking about becoming. Was there a time in your life that was challenging? That was, you know, where you had to push through um, and you eventually came out on the other side, uh, wiser, greater, you be became your greater self. Uh, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be in just uh, your, your, your business life, it can be in personal life, spiritual life, whatever it is. Was there a, a time that was dark maybe it, it even stopped for you where you had to figure things out oh definitely um there have been a couple of those so when i say i've been through things i just think it's because it doesn't matter how good of a person you are mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how hard you try it doesn't matter how smart you are it doesn't matter where you're from nothing matters you 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 want to make god laugh tell him your plans mm-hmm um, so bad things happen to good people. And I've, that's the lesson that I've really had to learn because some bad, really bad things have happened to me. Um, 
And, you know, so you asked me if there's, uh, I'll just say quickly that um, when I first started my journey as a solo practitioner, it was very rough. You know, I, I was not, everything, had, all, all my clients had been handed to me because they were the clients of other partners with, with one exception. Um, and uh, I just did the work. But now I have to find my own clients and uh, learn how to market and all these things. And I didn't know the first clue about it. You know, if, if I could talk to, uh, you know, 10, 10 years ago, Gerard, it would be, it would have been, it would have been simple. Now I, I can do it super easy because, because I know, you know, it's, it's, if I had known back then how easy it is and I'd been, been better versed, you know, more well-versed in social media and, and just networking and whatever, I, I, it, it, I would have never gone through this period, but I did. And, um, yeah, there were, there were months and months and months on end where I was, uh, literally broke literally broke and didn't know how I was going to pay this, didn't know I was going to pay that. And it got, it got really bad. Um, uh, and for the first time, it, it, it drove me to drink excessively because when you've been so successful and everyone in your whole family or in everyone around you, your whole life is seeing you as such like the epitome of the, the American dream and success story and always being the best your entire life, always being the best. And now you don't even know how you're going to eat this week. It's embarrassing. It's heartbreaking. And you feel like a failure because everything you've given to your parents, now you're not, you're not in a position to give it back to them anymore. It's just, it's just a parade of horribles uh, psychologically and all the way around. And um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a very, very, very bad time. That lasted. That was a, that was a bad, I would say, year. Very bad year. But you know what? Uh, if everything would be so easy, we wouldn't have an opportunity to grow. I truly believe that each hard time that we go through in our lives uh, is for us to grow as person. And what you said is so true. There are so many expectations. And when we as entrepreneurs take risks that means we can fall flat onto our nose and the difference is what we do with that when we fall down if we get back up again or not and what you also said is is so true i mean a lot of people start drinking taking drugs or whatnot but here is the difference Eventually, you come to a point, kind of a crossroad, so to speak, that you have to tell yourself, okay, enough is enough. I can get out of there. Or asking the question, what is mine to do? What is the next step? And just surrender. How did you come out of that cycle, out of that being down with your nose in the dirt? Well, I, I've been very blessed by, by two major things that helped me get through tough times. But this was, this was the toughest I had experienced up until that moment. <clears throat> but I remember in college, you know, I, I, whenever I had, you know, I was struggling. The first thing, the first thing that I'm very blessed with is, is having my father. Because I, I would just call him up and I said, Poppy, I'm going through a rough time. I need one of your pep talks. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's just so good at that. I mean, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. He just knows the exact words to say to take me from 
the depths of despair and make me go from zero to a hundred in one conversation. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's who I am. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. You're right. He reminds me of who I am. And the second thing I've been blessed with is that for, for whatever reason, I don't know why, uh, I'm able to kind of just kind of have a talk with myself and lift myself up. Uh, sometimes it has to happen in the mirror. Um, uh, but when it's bad, there's, there's Gerard and there's other Gerard. So sometimes other Gerard just has to kick Gerard in the ass. I don't know how I'm able to do it, uh, but I've, I've always been able to do it. I can't, I can't wallow in self-pity. It's, it's just either you're going to win or you're going to lose. There's no, there's, you're going to keep going or you're going to give up. And, and for me, giving up is not an option. I, I have a, um, you know, one day offline because it does involve a curse word, but <laughs> but uh, there's a line I say to myself when things are really bad. I look in the mirror and I look at myself and I say this phrase to myself and that's usually what does it. Yeah. To answer your question. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's, it's so interesting that you just uh, uh, brought that up. It's the self-talk that we are doing and that we're giving ourselves. You know, there is this um, very, uh, that, that legend story about the two wolves, the white wolf and the black wolf. Are you familiar with it? I'm not. That story was so inspiring to me that I actually wrote a song uh, about that story. And it's- Not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I will put a link in the description and you can listen to the song called The Two Wolves, which is really about the two sides that we all have within us. The light side, the better self, and then the dark side, the shadow self. Who do you feed? When we are, you know, feeding this, ah, oh, I cannot do this, this is so hard, and this is that, or starting drinking, or, you know, just then that takes over your life and gets worse and worse. But if you start saying whatever stop enough talking to yourself giving yourself that pep talk that means you're feeding your white wolf when you listen to inspirational materials like podcasts like what you have or this one or so many others that are out there uh, the positive materials that we listen to that we can watch that's when you feed the white wolf and that's when growth starts to happen but basically what you said is you 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 figured it out. You figured it out. You started talking to yourself. And when that happened, did you notice um, you started shifting? What, what happened that brought you up? It kind of just happens like in a snap. Hmm. I, it, I think I just, I just, I know it doesn't, it doesn't sound very illuminating and I, it's not like I can tell you what I did, but I just, I just decided. I just, sometimes I just decide something and, uh, that's the way it is. It's like flipping on a light switch. It's like, okay, okay, you've had your morning period or your, you've had your period of, uh, you know, having, you know, cre coming up with excuses for wallowing in self-pity and, and uh, taking shots of vodka or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, but you know what? That's, that's, that's over. Okay. So, you know, you know it Picasso had his dark period. Your, your dark period is over. It's now it's your light period. There's a, and there's a, there's a line in the universe so that period's over, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. You, are you done, Gerard? Are you done? Because now you're done, and now 
it's the light period. Now let's go, let's go show these people who the real Gerard is. Boom. Boom. It is different for everybody. And that's what I love having such a diversity of guests in my show. There is no one thing. And sometimes it can go like this. But what you shared is the period where it was like, it seems like forever. It was a period for you that nothing happened. It's almost like waiting, waiting for something to happen. And sometimes we have to just rest. There is no such thing. Okay, now this happens. Now I have to do this, da, 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 da. No, sometimes it is just being still and waiting and in the knowing it will happen like the butterfly, like the caterpillar who is on the ground, not knowing anything. And then this cocoon, that is where everything starts to shift. The, the caterpillar dissolves, but it still is the same. It's just still the same, but different. But it has to dissolve in order to rebuild it so to become that butterfly that can fly. And that's how I see it. And with the example that you gave, Gerard, for me, it reminded me on that, that cocoon stage where you just have to be, just allow yourself to be who you are, dissolve everything and put it back together. And, some, and then you had what you said, it's beautiful. The light switch came on. And that's when you said, that's it. I'm done being the caterpillar, just crawling on the floor now i'm flying that, that thank you and and uh, i think that's exactly right and but but the part the, the part of what you just said that really touched me uh, which i haven't heard before is kind of like it's the it's the same entity so it's you're still you but you're blossoming right so you know it's it's still all the same components you know your your soul is your soul your your you know, your talents are your talents, your, your values are your values, but you're elevating, you know, you're, you're becoming, right? So Gerard, the last thing I want to talk about is a organization, a nonprofit organization, a, cha a charity that you support, it called Guitars Over Guns, right? Tell us about that organization. Sabine, thank you so much for giving me an excuse to bring this up. Uh, so I've, I've been on the board of Guitars Over Guns uh, for the past couple of years, uh, maybe three years now. But, but fun fact, I technically actually formed that company over 11 years ago when I was a young lawyer. I was doing a pro bono project, and that's how I came to know um, the Bernstein family who founded the company. So I did, you know, I, I started the company, I found it, you know, I did the bylaws, just the, the legal work. And I remained in contact. I mean, such a wonderful family, wonderful people. I just kept in contact with them over the years. And eventually they asked me to join the board. So, you know, as you can appreciate more than anybody else, uh, music is, is the tie that binds. And it's so inspirational. And you've got these kids that are in... Uh, very often difficult situations. They're in, uh, you know, underprivileged communities. Um, and, uh, you know, if left to their own designs, maybe, I'm not saying that they would find trouble, but maybe trouble would find them. Or maybe they don't, maybe they need a mentor to, to help just 
maybe maybe they've got a talent, but they don't know how to, uh, you know, really let it grow, nurture it. And and th there are so many reasons. You know, people need mentors. People need something. People need outlets. So music can be therapy. Music can be a career. It could be so. It's just, I just think it's the perfect conduit to getting, not only getting kids to n not spend their time doing things that might get them in trouble or that are maladaptive, but also giving them a positive outlet for their feelings, putting, you know, teaching them new skills. Um, and if they want to make a career out of it, then great. They, they get mentorship and not just about music, but about life. We're going to put the link in the show notes so people can check it out and they can uh, donate if they feel that so will much. be uh, what they want to do. Absolutely. Gerard, it was such a pleasure having you on this uh, podcast today. And thank you for sharing and thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story of becoming your greater self. You are now a very successful entrepreneur, podcast host, and who knows what else is in the stars for you in the future. I appreciate you so much. You're, 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 such, you're such an amazing soul, Sabine, and I brag about you all the time. And so um, keep, keep doing what you're doing. With that said, namaste. Namaste. All right. Take care. <laughs> I so enjoyed my interview with Gerard. He's such a beautiful soul and so giving. And of course, if you want to learn more about him and his service, all his links are in the show notes and you can get in touch with him. In the meantime, make sure you give us a five-star review if you enjoyed it just as much as I did. And if you have some time to spare, write a review that helps with the algorithm so that more people will hear this beautiful podcast. Thanks for listening. And until I see or hear or talk with you again, always remember, follow your dreams, serve from the heart and live the life you imagine.